and welcome to the only podcast that did not register a shot on Jake Ottinger last night. It's uh, time to do a little stargazing. Mark, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing just great. I feel like Jacob Peterson about ready to get in the lineup. Just Well, the problem there, Mark, is how can you get into the lineup against the, the, the uh, Calgary Flames if you've never been in the lineup against the Calgary Flames? Well, this is true, and and I'm very likely only going to be able to speak for about four minutes tonight. Uh, you and Mar- Marion student each. Yeah, well, you know, hey, Peterson may get five. You never know. You know, he might, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, you know, mostly we're going to talk about what was, in my opinion, a pretty crushing, um, pretty crushing game for loss at home to the Calgary flames. And, um, you know, before, before I get into my stuff, uh, just what, what is your gut Mark reaction in, in just, you know, a couple of sentences on last night's game? Well, it was pretty depressing. Um, I mean, it looked to me like Calgary may have made some adjustments into how they wanted to play the game. And Dallas just came out extremely flat and never kind of figured out what they wanted to do. It's almost like they were waiting for Calgary to start a fight, and since Calgary wasn't fighting, they quit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that was what struck to me. It felt like Dallas came out wanting to play the same way. You know, they they brought Radulov back into the lineup, who you know a little bit of a body, right? He still hits at this point, and it seemed like Dallas came in expecting to play games one through three, and for me. And I'm not saying I'm not by any stretch saying that Calgary wasn't physical. They had 29 hits, which same as the Dallas Stars, right? Credited the same way, which given the possession disparity, 29 hits is is pretty impressive. They they always had the puck. It's hard to do that. But um, it, this felt like the first time in the series where Calgary was making a concentrated effort to be the more skilled team versus somehow matching fists with the Dallas Stars. Right, and, and Dallas kind of let the game get away from this this whole lock it down low event and even when the score was close they were not really playing very tight defense that how you know game starts out with uh with with some odd man rushes um the the thing that amazed me was how much speed calgary was able to carry into the neutral zone and, and carry into the dallas end and then once they got there it's almost like Dallas didn't have a way to get the puck away from him, so they just cycled and cycled and cycled, and and Ottinger stood on his head as long as he could, but you know, ultimately that five-on-three goal, and you know, I don't know about you, but when that thing went in, you, you just kind of deflate. It felt definitive, because you're right, and, and it, for me it was, it was, the Calgary was working the cycle, there was a, there was a lot of panic to me in Dallas's second pass. And and by that, I mean, I actually thought a lot of the time Dallas was doing a fairly effective job getting to, you know, whether the puck was in the corner, whether the puck was off a rebound. Like, I felt like they were doing a fairly good job getting to the puck and then progressing it to the next thing. Right. Whether it was the forward on the wall into the neutral zone, what have you. Right. But then the second star, what felt like they were consistently either skating when they should have passed chipping when they should have passed, passing when they should like they were it, it never worked. And it felt like every time the Dallas Stars won the puck, they just lost it right back, which in a lot of ways to me was more deflating than had they just not won it at all because they were expending all of this energy 
only to have nothing to show for it and have to go right back at it, expending all that same energy again. Yeah, and I, I may need to go back and watch, but God knows I'm not going to do that with that game. But it's almost like they were teasing the stars into trying to make a stretch pass, and it, it's a variation on a neutral zone trap. And and Dallas was looking for something that wasn't there, and as a result, they were just turning it over. And you're right, they they were always on the wrong foot, and, and I put that a lot more on what Calgary was doing to them than I do on on them not necessarily being ready to play. Yeah, and I think that's passing to spots is a really good a really good way to put it. Dallas, it felt like they were consistently getting the puck where they wanted it. Um they just wanted it in a bad place because Calgary was there already. Yep. Yep. And and you know, it's almost like the things that that had worked for getting the puck out of the zone whether it's Klingberg or Haskin and skating it out um I don't think Calgary was really pushing the four of the, the four checks so much. I think it was just more maybe that they were waiting for them and saying, okay, if you're going to get into the offensive zone, come at us. Yeah, they, they and, did, there was no respect for what they, they, you're right. Like Klingberg had a little bit, not as much. Haskinen had, in my opinion, a fair bit of success progressing the puck off the ice. It was just that Calgary felt like they were content to let Miro skate the puck because there's nothing for him to do with it. Nobody was open. Nobody was moving. It was, it was this, you know, unfortunately this very familiar stagnant stars offense. And so it felt like Calgary's, I think you're describing it very accurately. Calgary's approach was, well, we're just going to let the first guy have it. And and the second guy's probably not, the second guy's probably not going to do anything that bothers us. Yeah. So, so if they, if they are successful at carrying it in, we're going to push them to the outside and then they don't have a good enough cycle game to be of any danger. And on the off chance that they are successful at one of these, either cross ice passes or stretch passes from the defensive zone, they don't have any guys who can fly the zone and bury the puck. Yeah. So, so what threatens Calgary in that situation? Nothing. Well, and I think as well, the the other piece of it is because this is, you know, Dallas did have chances, right? They had chances when the game was close. Haskin hit a post. Um, they had they were able to generate another five power plays. So it's it's not um this isn't, you know, sorry, yeah, five power plays. I was right. Calgary had six. So it's it's I think honestly, this was the first game where instead of getting caught and sucked into this whole like we're gonna limit everything game. It felt like Calgary was content to give up the occasional chance because they were, you know, I think, what was it, like 25 to 11 or something, the high danger chances by the end of the game. This felt like yeah. it felt like the first time Calgary was in the first couple of games, they were maybe tight, worried about giving up too much going the other way. Whereas this game for the first time, it felt like they were really OK with giving Dallas, you know, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan had a rush. Um, you know, there were a couple. Of, it felt like Calgary was content to give Dallas chances because they knew they'd get more going the other direction. Like, hey, let's let's open it up a little bit. And it, right. it really, the game once Calgary opened it up. In my, I mean, it was never, it was never extremely close, but it seemed like Calgary really pulled away once they accepted a little bit more chaos into their game. Right. Exactly. And and I think they they realized and and. Yeah, I think they probably knew, but they hadn't really tried it yet. They, they, they you know, skill and and high event hockey plays to their favor. Yeah, and and 
the first couple of games, they got so interested in this this little, uh, you know, you're you're going to do this dirty to us, and we're going to do this dirty to you, and we're going to we're going to we're going to beat you at your own muck game. And turns out that yeah, they, you know, periodically they can win that, but it turns it much more into a 50-50 game. Oh. And and here it's like they finally woke up and said, hey, you know, if we if we just Try and play hockey like every other series out there. We're probably going to win this series. Yeah, that I mean that that to me is the real sobering thing for the Stars. Is it felt like this is the first the, the first three games of the series were played in the Dallas Stars style. This was the first time they played a Calgary Flames game, and the results were very difficult to uh, very difficult to take. As a star from the star side of the equation, it's 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 difficult to see how they counterpunch. Right. Well, especially after the game that Ottinger had, because I mean, in essence, Dallas played Calgary's game for you know until until that uh, in, until that second goal, Dallas survived it, but they only survived it because Ottinger was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think it was it was um, bonus had a quote after the game or he, he self-described a quote after the game saying he told the other coaches that they'd wasted one. And I think that's a very good description. They they wasted an all time playoff performance from Jake Ottinger and got nothing to show for it. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, not not necessarily true. I mean, what what Dallas has to like here is that. They they really played their worst game at a point where they could afford to lose it, and and so now yeah you know I, I you know, Derek was Derek uh, threw a couple of tweets out there last night during the game and said you know, Goudreau Goudreau has now now is going to be playing with confidence this may have been the series changer, and and I'm not necessarily I buy that story I, I think Dallas now needs to get back to basics. And, and and recognize that they aren't going to go toe to toe in a hockey sense with with Calgary in a high event game, and they need to get back to what they can do to this Calgary team that's going to put it back into the mud. So what what can they do? What what do you what adjustments do you make in light of the first you know four games of the series heading into Game Five tomorrow night or I mean, tonight? I, think- I guess depending on when you're listening to this. Yes. I think the first thing that they have to do is 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 figure out how to eliminate the speed through the neutral zone and 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 to keep the gaps tight at the blue line, because that's really where Calgary did so much of their damage. They they got in and because they had speed and they could get the Dallas D to back off, they were able to establish in the offensive zone. And once they got established, they just cycled into depth. And, and so Dallas needs to figure out a way where they can. You know whether it's whether it's even you know committing slightly less to the to the aggressive forecheck and making Calgary work their way through and expend a bunch of energy in the neutral zone before they hit the blue line. Um, I, I, I think that's maybe more of that, and, and then it just kind of begs the question: Well, if they do that, where's the offense going to come from? Well, I was going to say, is it is it weird if I almost go the other direction and? I I honestly I think we've seen now Dallas had their chance to win a muck it up series and they've got a 2-2 I I honestly like the offense isn't working for the first time last game we saw bonus mess with the the you know the first line trying to find some offense 
I I honestly wonder if if at this stage part of what has to happen is a a shuffle more offensively. You know that yeah, you know, and certainly bonuses comments led you to believe that 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 line mixing in the third period may not be just a third period thing, and and that maybe early on in in the fifth game we'll see some of that uh, you know tearing up the that uh, that line that's been so good all year. I, mean, I, think, I I don't know how how you do that without without kind of destroying what you built over the last year. But I think you. But the thing is, and, and to me, this is the big difference between regular season hockey and playoff hockey. In regular season hockey, it is very rare that you have the opportunity to seriously game plan your opponent. Right, you're on planes, you're you're playing back to backs, you're moving. Right, so during the regular season, your focus really is on let's do the stuff that we do and fine tune that and hope that it works. Whereas now we're, you know, four sevenths of the way through a best of seven series. And I think you're starting to see Calgary making adjustments to the way that Dallas likes to play. And I think that that if you're the stars, like they've they've taken they've taken their best shot playing the way they've played. And they this is what they had to show for it. And it's not bad. But I don't I don't think you get two more wins with the status quo as the stars. And as it's it's sort of in, in my ways, it's sort of the, the tactical equivalent of pulling the goalie. Like you're not going to win hoping that you get another, you know, hoping that Ottinger steals one or you get a random throwback game from MIA Jamie Ben, or you get another kind of all time performance from the top line. And that's just like you're not going to win waiting for those things to happen. They're they're not going to happen, right? Calgary seems to figure that. I think the only way you can maybe get that advantage, you, you have to start looking for new edges. You have to start looking for different things, whether it's it's breaking up the first line. And oh boy, wouldn't it have been nice for them to have more of a cushion during the regular season, have some more comfort doing that. Or you know, one of the things I've harped on in these these previous two playoff podcasts is you know, kind of looking down the lineup, right? Five minutes, 53 seconds for Kivaranta, seven minutes for Alex Radulov, and Jacob Peterson hasn't played yet. 10.48, sorry, 10.46 for Hanley, and Harley hasn't played yet. Like this, the group that's laid out to play quote-unquote stars hockey has come about as far as it's going to come. And if this team is serious about make you know kind of changing the complexion of this series, they're going to have to change the complexion of the series by doing something different. Yeah, you know, I and I'm I'm tempted. Like they by they that. may not win the track meet, Mark, but they certainly didn't win last night trying to avoid a track meet. Well, but I would I would argue that maybe what they did last night was was forget that they're supposed to be playing this tight down game, and and maybe they got a little too loose, and then they started playing from behind. And so I'm much more, I, I, I'm much more prone to think let's, let's give our identity one more game. Mm. And, and if we suck one more game in Calgary, then maybe we come home in game six and, and, and unleash the hounds, if you will. I just think but, I, I, I just see it the other way. Now's the time for the curveball. You, you try, you try something different in Calgary to see if you can get that lead you know, get the get the series lead with two chances to close out. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I see the logic in what you're saying. I but, guess. But do you see bonus doing that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, and, and so, are and you so high? That's, <laughs> <laughs> just, 
Well, yeah, but that, I mean, that, that's kind of where I'm going. And I, yeah. I, I'm viewing this as, as you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm looking at this year's Dallas Stars team, what adjustments are going to be made? And I think much more likely you're going to see a recommitment to the identity than you are to see them throw, uh, throw all hell to the wind. And, yeah. and, 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 and we're all of a sudden going to turn into, uh, you know, the, 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 the Lindy Rough Stars. I mean, what is what is the Rick Bonus era if not a commitment to play hockey in a very certain way? Right, right, and and so you know, Dallas, I mean, I agree. Dallas, I'm not, I was Dallas. not making the argument that I thought that was what Dallas was going to do, but in in my opinion, last night was last night was a sobering reminder of the talent gap between these two teams, and mine is my opinion is much more that without changing the status quo. Like basically saying Dallas isn't going to win status quo hockey because I think that Calgary is superior categorically. And in my opinion, Miro Haskinen is the only clear positional advantage. You could, after especially after last night, you could you could argue Jake Ottinger, but hey, Markstrom's played fairly well. He's, he's yeah. some big saves too. But like even even doubt this is a, I think you you were harping on this heading in like. Even this is a brutal matchup in every sense of the word, right? Even Dallas is one great advantage, a phenomenal first line. Well, again, I, w- I was teasing, you know, some, I was making, you know, kind of rolling my eyes with some friends talking about Josh in, in the pregame, hyping up the offenses in the series, saying, hey, there are four 40 goal scorers in this series, which is one of those technically correct totally disingenuous descriptions of, of what the reality is, right? It's, yeah, there, there are absolutely four 40 goal scorers in the series. Three of them play for the Flames, right? There are it's the same way I could say there there are what three hundred point players in this series, all of whom play for the. You know, it's it's and at one point he made the comment that the game was exciting because there had been seventy shot attempts or seventy five shot attempts. Well, at the point that he made that, it was you know twenty five fifty Calgary. So it's it's one of those like. I, like I said, I, I just think last night was much more about Calgary asserting that they have the talent to overcome Dallas Stars hockey. And if Dallas is going to win two more games, they need to they need to do something new. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's, I, it's strategy time. It's 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 a boxing match. And, and, and the fact that the fact that you decided to take a couple swings, uh, maybe maybe you playing you know, being a counter puncher is something that's worth trying for one more round before you just get so far behind on the card that uh, the, that you just have absolutely have to go for the knockout. And that's kind of where I am. Yeah. And, and, and so maybe, you know, I, I tend to look at it. You, you, you said Miro's the Miro's the big advantage that we have. I would argue that maybe the big advantage that we have is, is puck moving defenders. And, and so if you're going to exploit anything, I think that's what you need to need to depend on well and that's that's where i'm going with this because we had and i I harped on this last time as well like looking across the defense you know hockenpah spent some time injured so his 11 32 makes sense 24 minutes for klingberg 27 minutes for hayskin and 23 minutes for Suter, 19 minutes for lindell 10 minutes for for hanley and my my problem with that and it's the same argument. I'll just I'll save time and make the same argument against you know putting Jacob Peterson in the lineup versus the seven minutes or whatever Radulov got is. What is the purpose of Joel Hanley playing ten minutes of a style of hockey that you're just going to get out of Yanni Hockenpah or Essa Lindell or Ryan Suter anyways, right? Versus it's it's one of those high floor low ceiling moves. Keep you know Harley. 
they may very well be too young and too raw and overwhelmed and completely unable to handle the pressure of a, of a series against, you know, the Calgary flames. But what if he's not, you know, and, and it's to my, you know, like I said, it's a David strategy thing. Dallas doesn't need consistency. Dallas needs lottery tickets. Dallas isn't going to win because Joel Hanley doesn't get, caught in the deep water in the 10 and a half minutes of ice time that he gets. Dallas is going to win because they take a gamble on a kid like Harley and all of the sudden have three functional puck moving defensemen, which maybe just maybe ungunks the offense and it might fail, right? It might not work. He might not be ready. Same argument with Jacob Peterson, right? He might not be ready for this kind of hockey, but my argument is Dallas is the underdog if they're not ready, okay, it's it's the empty net goal, right? Okay, you lose by two instead of losing by one. Yeah, and 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 here I think we're ultimately gonna gonna agree to disagree. I I think that I'm much more on board with what you're talking about in a game six if it's an elimination game, and I'm not ready to give up on just throwing it into the mud and and seeing what pops out. I mean, if we were seeing anything resembling a pulse from Jamie Ben, I might agree with you, but it's just it's gruesome right now. And and Gurionov was awful last night. I, I as as one of his primary apologists, I feel like I'm morally obligated to point out that he was just wretched and hurting the team left and right. And and you know, Sagan got a power play goal, but you know, did he really? And and it's it didn't matter. And so it's just one of those like I don't know. I think I think that this this group has gone as far as they're going to go without a jolt. And they need that jolt. All right. Well, that I uh, it would certainly make for much more, uh, you know, regular hockey fan entertainment. Um, I mean, I, and if, if it works, I mean, how, it's, it's sort of the difference of like either you wait and jolt it and you need two wins in a row or you risk it, jolt it and then have one chance to get one or two chances to get one more win. You know, yeah. like if it, if it works, all of a sudden you've put Calgary in a really tough spot. Whereas if you wait until an elimination game and make the adjustment, Calgary can kind of come out of that saying, hey, we still, we're still in the driver's seat. We're still okay. Whereas if Dallas makes the adjustment a game early and all of a sudden it's 3-2 heading back to Texas, that's trouble. It, it, the pressure certainly is on Calgary at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, you know, the, there, there's, you know, I, I'm still going to disagree with you, but yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's, move, let's move to a couple other things. Yeah, please. Um, you know, one one thing one thing here is that we're one further game in with uh, with Jason Robertson getting used to playoff speed, and and, and let me explain why I think that's important. Um, Robertson's game is all dependent on things slowing down for him, and that's why he can make all of these incredible plays because because he's seeing things ahead of time. And I think coming in here, just as we saw in his rookie year, it, it takes him a while to, for his brain to process to get to the point where it, it slows down. Mm-hmm. And one more game is one more you know, 60 minutes worth of hockey where he's seeing a playoff level intensity where that could happen. So that's one thing I think that the, we have a learning curve with with one of our best players. And and if we're talking about keeping things to where you have a one goal game, that could be a very big difference. Um, yeah, no. Other- and, and I think there's also a big picture argument to make as well. And, and this is a 
it, it gets back into some of the, the trade Klingberg wars that we went through earlier this season. And it is incorrect to view this as some kind of last hurrah for the Dallas stars. And this is, you know, this is not a, this is not a capped out aged out team with no future to your point, right? Like we are, we're, you know, Miro continues to be excellent. We're getting valuable playoff rep uh, repetition for Jason Robertson, who, as you mentioned, is the type of player that feels like he will really benefit from that. And, you know, there's, there's hints as well. And, and so this is, this is very much Ottinger is having a, a delightful series. So it, it's, it's certainly for parts of the roster is, is kind of last chance saloon, but this isn't this isn't a situation where, you know, the series against Calgary or, or they advance, right? This isn't a situation where when the Dallas Stars go home, they're kind of over, right? I think we are seeing that the core of this team is is sort of adjusting on the fly. And it's it's an interesting process to see what that group's going to be moving forward. Yeah, no, I, I think you know, long term, when, once whatever run we're on ends, I, I think we, we're, we're definitely seeing a changing of the guard, and that's a changing of the guard that's very visible on the ice, not just uh, not not just writing about it or thinking about it. You know, the, the, the players who make this team work are, are the younger players, and that's becoming much and much more evident. You know, and then then you have some side issues. I, I think certainly you know John Klingberg has uh, has made his value to this team much more evident in in, in this. Uh, playoff series to date than uh, than I think was even apparent to some of us who who are big John Klingberg fans. And um, I think that's that's a combination of the things. It, it's the same old argument. It's it's a combination of the things that John Klingberg does as a as a passer and as a puck mover, and also the lack of what John Klingberg does elsewhere on the roster. Like it's it's really to me emphasizing it's it's about the player himself, right? It's emphasizing his positives while at the same time calling attention to he has a peculiar value to this specific roster that would not necessarily exist elsewhere in the league. Like Dallas needs John Klingberg specifically. Yep. Yep. Especially um, if they're I, not going to play Thomas Harley. <laughs> right, right. Well, exactly. And, you know, I, I, I'd love to see Harley in the game. I'm, I'm not, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard with rookies, especially with rookies who, who haven't played a full season. Yeah. To, to think, you know, and so I'm, I'm thinking about Peterson's game and there are certain things about Peter's game, Peterson's game that I think translate into the playoffs. Uh, one of which being that he, he does seem to find some spots on the ice that, uh, that are open and, and in somewhat dangerous areas. Um, yeah. And I, I know that there's a bunch of people on defending BD who, who have, have been all over Kivaranta, but it's one of the things that Kiberanta does, especially in the playoffs, that uh, that he doesn't get enough credit for, is just kind of leaking out into areas where where he's available to accept the puck, and and it's a skill set, and and it's something that I think is much more difficult to do in playoff hockey than it is in regular season hockey, and so yeah. if if that happens for Peterson, then uh, and it's one of the reasons why I'd like to see Peterson in the lineup because I think that's a skill that that may translate. The, well, the concern, I'd like to see him in the lineup for that reason. I'd also like to see him in the lineup for, wouldn't it be great to have some data points that told us whether or not he right. was useful in that situation? You know, it's it's the same thing as Thomas Harley. Like, it's it's at some point, you got you to gotta see what you got. 
Yeah. Especially, and, and it'd be, it'd be one thing if the guy, this is why I brought up ice time, right? It'd be one thing if the guys ahead of them were playing lights out, but it's really difficult to me to argue with not giving Jacob Peterson a look when you're getting seven minutes out of Alex Radulov, when you're getting, you know, it was 535 of Marion student each last game. It's, it's very difficult to say that 10 minutes and 46 seconds of, of Joel Hanley is more valuable than starting the process of understanding what caliber of player you have in Thomas Harley. Right. Because right. at the and, end of the day, give 10 minutes to Miro, he'll be fine, right? If you if if you put Harley out there and he's a deer in headlights, you can distribute that ice time across the rest of that decor in a way that doesn't get you killed. Yeah, well, the the concern and here I'm much I'm much more much more interested in seeing Peterson I think than Harley, specifically because you know the, people keep throwing out these defensive pairings and they always have. Uh, they they always have Klingberg and Lindell playing together, and they absolutely are not playing together once you get them in the game. Yeah, Han- Hanley is playing with Klingberg, and and they're doing that specifically because they want Hockenpah and and Lindell paired up against that uh, that top line. And so, if you bring Harley into that situation, I, I'm a little nervous about Harley and Klingberg together as a defensive pair at this point, yeah. especially since. Since Harley hasn't seen any game action, and and it's one of these situations where you know even even one minor little hiccup in, in what needs to happen here, and, and it could just ruin a game. That is that is fair, and that is the big glaring you know smoking flaw in my in my opinion. I, I can't I can't argue with that um, beyond just saying that I don't I don't know that there's I don't know that it, if they were playing better. I would say, yeah, it's not worth the risk. But I think my opinion is being driven by the fact that they're not—they're not playing well enough to win right now. And yeah. I think that I think that you invite you open yourself up to that kind of risk because you have to do something to change the flow. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and again, I think we're we're just differing on which game. If yeah. they lose game five, then then I'm fully on board with what you're talking about for game six. And then um, the last... on the other hand, I think I think Peterson, I think Peterson coming in for Gurianov is just uh, you know, I. We'll see tomorrow, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just a done deal. Yeah, it's got at this point. It's I mean, he it's again, this was <clears throat> this was uh, it was unfortunately timed. But it was as, it was as bad and overtly bad a display. Uh, it was it was all the bad. It was all the negative. It was all the it was all the yeah, buts whenever the ice time stuff comes up. He just didn't play well. Yeah, which is a shame because there there was a time in game two where where he was I mean, his defense saved them on multiple occasions. Yeah. It was a good game, and who yeah. knows? Maybe, maybe, <clears throat> maybe that earns him a little bit of leash. But with his history, my guess is it does not. Yep. <clears throat> okay, you had you had one more thing here. The last thing I wanted to to talk about and just kind of bemoan was the the interesting thing to me is here we are talking. You know, it's 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 now a two to two series with a fairly emphatic Calgary win. If the Dallas Stars had anything approaching a functional power play they might be up three nothing at this point or have potentially even clinched the series it is the the level of just from february onwards the level of of let's just call degrading competence of the dallas stars power play in the final analysis might be the thing that cost them a series and and the the opportunity to advance it has been miserable yeah no it's i Believe me, the, the the yells and screams are echoing to my neighbor's house uh, on, on every every other night, and 
mean, in, in my mind, it's, you know, say what you will about being stagnant once they're in the offensive zone. They, they can't get never, into the offensive zone. They can't zone. get there. <laughs> they, I mean, and, and you, you know, this, this is coming. I, I dearly love Jason Spessa specifically for the drop pass in the way we could get in the zone. And it's gone downhill since then. This is just abysmal. They can't get set up. They're playing the dump and chase and nobody's chasing. Like it's, it's, it is. At, at least dump and chase with some speed on the other yeah. side. So when you rim it around, you have a chance to win a puck battle. Yeah. It's, and I think that's honestly one of the, the things that's up to me is that it's not, it's not that they're playing dump and chase and then losing puck battles, kind of getting out muscled. It's they're never in the fight to start off with. They're just not there. Yeah. They, I mean, the, they, they the dumps to come too late. Nobody's had, nobody has any North South speed. Nobody can get there. The roster just frankly, isn't built in a way to play that. Well, it's dump, dump is in throw it in the offensive zone and then chase it back to behind your net. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's been, and it's, it's been disappointing. And it, it really, to me, when there is frustration expressed with this coaching staff, one of the things that comes to mind is, is just the inability to fix certain long-standing problems right the 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 inconsistency across 60 minutes but in this case like i said the power plays really struggled since i think it's february it fell off a cliff and there hasn't been any it hasn't they haven't fixed it and no. it's it's just oh it's awful it just it's, yeah i mean the, the fix the fix is that you bring in Roddick Fox or or, or vladislav Nemesnikov. And, and in essence, throw your grinder in there as punishment for your skilled guys because they, they haven't worked out how to do it on their own. And which is just such a such a galaxy brain coaching overthink. I'm going to I'm going to bring in a guy that went 40 games between goals to juice my power play. Here's let's see if it works. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or here we let, let's throw Essa into the bumper spot. And uh, yeah, that may work. Um, yeah, there, there's enough skill on this team to be able to, especially when you have somebody like John Klingberg running the point, there's enough skill on this team to be able to run a, a semi-coherent power play. Give me a break. You think. And yeah. and they just, it, and like I said, it's it in, in my opinion, it's, you know, when you're losing four to one, it's a little bit different, but they've had, they've had five power plays in most games in the series. It, in my opinion, cost them game one. That that to me was that was the game that was on a platter. That was the game that was there for the taking. They couldn't. And it's like you're saying it's not it's not that the power play is generating chances in a snake bit. It's that the power play is a non-factor. They don't get anything going. They they you know it's it's just two wasted minutes that that gets everybody tired and frustrated, and it's it's gonna kill them. It's just gonna kill them. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, uh, it, it, you know, as much as this team is invested into its current identity, that the uh, that's kind of the ultimate irony is if it, the one chance you have to be to be successful on the offensive end and you just can't even manage that. Well, and that's if you're going to be the defensive chance limiting team, if that's going to be your identity, then guess what? Part of that identity is you cash in on special teams. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you have to dominate special teams. Yeah. Which, when Dallas was good, right? They were at one point. I think they were ninth in the league on the power play. Like there, there have been, there have been moments this season where they they have been that team, but not, not lately. And it just feels like there, there are, doesn't 
you know, you talked about putting Lindell on the bumper, adding Nemestikov, bringing Alex Radulov in 2022 back into the lineup. It just, it seems like they have no ideas about, we like, and we're, we're, this is, it's, I brought it up last time. Like, this is, why not seven minutes of Jacob Peterson? Yeah, and it's one of those where you know, you you look at, you look at Calgary's power play and and what they do once they're established, and then and then how much time Dallas spends, even in those rare instances where they do get established, where they're fighting the puck, or or you know everybody's playing aggressive against them, so they have no time and space, but they can't move the puck quick enough to get it to an open guy, and, yeah. and so so. It, it, it's really Keystone Copish to 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 watch on. You know, it's, it's almost like they don't have a man advantage. Yeah, and they're playing they're playing different games, right? The forwards are are getting ready for a dump and and someone skating it in, or so they're they're waiting for someone yeah. to skate it in and somebody dumps. There's there's no motion. There's there's you know the shooting lanes are poor. It's just a uh, uh, yeah. Well, on that frustrating it. note, uh, the that 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 sounds about as much pain as I can take for tonight. Yeah, I think so as well. But, you know, all of this, all of this to be said, and, and we've been, especially after last game, the taste that left in our mouth, it's understandable. But all of that being said, it's it's a best of three series. Dallas has won twice, including once in Calgary. Um, with the exception of game four, they've been in each and every game in this series. Like it's it wouldn't be insane for us, you know, a week from now to be talking about Dallas's round two opponent, like it, it stranger things have happened. Um, and, and at the very least you can see, even if it's not necessarily how they get there. Right. But you can see the path Dallas needs to take, right. Being, you know, keeping the defensive solidity, um, being more clinical on the power play. And that's, that's probably enough based on how the series has gone to this point to win it for you. But it just, that's one of those classic, very easy to say, very hard to do things. Yeah, and you take a look at, at what people expected the Stars to do in the playoffs this year, and I, th- there were a lot of people who, who thought they were giving Dallas the benefit of the doubt by t- saying the series would take five games instead of four. Yeah, the, the old gentleman sweep. Right, exactly. And so I think I think Dallas has, has probably uh, – impressed some people with uh, with what they can accomplish versus what people thought they could accomplish yeah um the, the one thing i will say out of this whole thing having watched uh, watched a bunch of the different series how does how does either calgary or dallas come out of this series and it both these teams have been through the wars and nobody else has been through a war at all it's yeah, almost it's almost like this is yeah, trading this, blowouts. <laughs> yeah, these these guys are these guys are two and a half series in as far as what punishment their bodies have taken. And if nothing else, you know, if the stars win or lose, what you know, they're gonna face an op- opponent who's fresh. Yeah, but they're also gonna face an opponent that hasn't been challenged. Yep, exactly. And and, and that's that's kind of the you know, I, I view that as more of a positive for Dallas than I do for Calgary because I think Calgary is going to, you know, Calgary's going to face everybody's everybody's best game. And the fact that uh, you know, if, if Dallas does end up losing this series, that they took that big of a chunk out of them in order to get out of the first round, I think hurts their long-term prospects. If if Dallas comes out of this series, somebody's going to take a look at 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 that team and and have a bit of a lingering doubt it's like these guys beat the number two seed 
Yeah. And so what are they going to do to us? Yeah. Especially because if they're going to pull this off, it's going to be through a combination of things. You know, they it's going to be the classic TM tried and true playoff formula of, of good defense, timely scoring, you know, strong team identity, right? It's all it's all yep. the stuff the 200 hockey men tell you is important. If if Dallas pulls this out, it's going to be because of that, probably. Yep. No, that, that's exactly right. And I'm looking forward to watching it. I, you know, a lot of people say it's boring hockey. It, I don't see how it's boring hockey when it keeps you on the edge of your seat in a one goal game. I mean, I'd like it to be more boring than it is. It'd be, it, it's, it would be nice to not be on the back foot the whole time, but I, I, I concede your point. So we'll close on this. What is, you know, we're, we're, we're going to watch the game tomorrow night, right? Picture yourself. It's, it's 10 minutes into the first period. What will you have needed to see to start relaxing? Like, what do you, what, what will put you at ease to see in the first, you know, half of the first period in, in the next game? Well, there's absolutely nothing that's going to put me at ease. This or at least give, more, give you some confidence. <laughs> so. I, I mean, I, I think, I think the first 10 minutes of tomorrow's game is going to be a lot like the first 10 minutes of game one where, where Calgary comes home, they, they feed off the crowd and it's just going to be, it's going to be a blur. And so I will feel good when the stars weather the initial storm and, and start creating counterattacks and, and doing a, a few little counter punches where, where it plants that little seeded doubt in Calgary's head that, that maybe they aren't going to just run away with this. I think I, I, I would agree with you there, right? What I, what will help me is you need a couple saves. I'm assuming the same that Calgary's going to come out with the tail on fire. So you're, you're going to need a couple of saves from Jake Ottinger that say, yeah, you may have tagged me for three last game, but one of them was a five on three. You know, it, it, you, you need some stuff from you need one or two moments from him that kind of continue that narrative of like, yeah, you got a penalty shot and a five on three goal. Let's let's maybe not think you've solved me yet. I think getting exactly. a, a little bit of goaltending swagger is going to be important. And I'm not saying the stars need to or even are capable about shooting Calgary, especially early with the kind of energy we expect the flames to have. But I'm going to need to see at least one moment counterpunch shift something from the stars that says, yeah, the, the shot chart's not going to be even, but when we need a chance, we can go down and factor and, and manufacture one. I, you know, yep. they need to, during that initial stretch of the game, they've got to put something, something with a little bit of hair on its chest on the net, just to see, again, it's, it's all about sending that, um, you know, the, those combinations of on the offensive side, on the defensive side, it's, you haven't solved anything. And then on the offensive side, it's, you know, we're, we're not, you, you can't go to sleep on us. Yeah. It's a Calgary needs to have this, this, this brief little moment where they realize that they're back in their own nightmare. Yeah. Series series isn't over yet. Dallas needs yep. to communicate that very clearly at the start that this is not a, they did not win game seven on, yep. you know, game, on game four, game four did not end the series. Yep. And Dallas, and frankly, that's that if Dallas can't send that message, then maybe game four did. Right. And so if you're, if you're Rick bonus, if you're, you know, Jamie Ben, Tyler, say if you're, if you're leadership, right. You got to conjure memories of going down two to one to Calgary in the bubble. You got to conjure memories of of giving up a couple of games to Colorado, and you've got to bring up the fact that like, hey, it it may might feel like it, but we haven't been eliminated from anything yet. If yep. anything, we're we're putting they should you know it's it's the classic like you, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. 
Exactly. You you have everything to lose and I have nothing to lose. Which we'll see, right? It'll be an yep. interesting game. And um, I can't wait to get it started if only because we'll be closer to, to getting the game over one way or the other. Um, that sounds great. It's Dallas Stars Hockey. But uh, yep. thank you again, Mark, um, for your time, for your insight. KT, for putting this all together. Please, out in listener land, make sure you like us. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you download us. Give us the love. Um, follow us on the social channels. We are quite funny and insightful. Um, sometimes inter- more more Mark on the insightful than me, but we have moments. And uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow night.